Hi, this is Frank Marino of Mahogany Rush, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, everybody, this is Gary Hoey, and you are hanging with my friend John on Iron City Rock. This is Sonny Landreth, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Welcome to episode 426 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 426, I'm going to be previewing a show that's going to be coming to Pittsburgh to the Thunderbird Cafe on the 20th of November. So by the time you're listening to this, this is uh, only within a few days, so you want to act fast. Check your calendar, clear your calendar. Uh, the great John Primer is going to be coming to the Thunderbird Cafe. Uh, John Primer, an amazing blues artist. Um, he's got 85 albums to his credit uh, that he's co-written, co-played on, uh, etc. A huge, huge resume that includes uh, none other than Muddy Waters. Uh, I don't think there's really anything else to say other than the man played with Muddy Waters. Uh, we discuss in the interview even uh, the night that uh, Muddy Waters' band was joined by the Rolling Stones which was captured uh, on a DVD, and you can get that on audio, I believe, as well. Uh, but uh, John was part of the band that night for a, really a, a groundbreaking musical night. Uh, it's played with countless, countless other artists. Uh, we'll, we'll let John talk about that in the interview. We're going to play you a little bit of his latest album. This came out earlier this year in 2019. The album is called The Soul of a Blues Man. As John talks about, the album is uh, a lot of uh, really soul songs, Um done in, in, in a fashion that, uh, that only John can do. So really, really great listen. You can check out his website at johnprimerblues.com. And again, it'll be the Thunderbird on the 20th. So without further ado, this is John Primer. <laughs> Like a fool, and the two time again you try to run on me. 
could understand I got to find myself another woman And you can go and have your man Got too many good women out there we have on the line from Chicago. We have John Primer on the line. How you doing, John? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing, okay. how are you, John? Doing very, very well. You are going to be rolling into uh, Pittsburgh here. Um, might be a warm-up from where you're at um, to come down here to Pittsburgh to do a show next uh, Wednesday on the 20th at uh, the Thunderbird. And I wanted to get a chance. Uh, you've been on so, so many albums uh, in you know in the genre of the blues, um, so it's almost staggering to look at, at your resume. I want to get a chance to, to to talk to you about you know the kind of show you're doing. Um, I got a harmonica player, Steve Bell, been with for a long time. Um, I got Lenny Media drums, been with for a long time. Danny O'Connor, okay, uh, on bass, and me myself, yeah, four piece. Yeah. So you handle both guitar and vocals out on the road. Um, yes. You have been involved in, in, as I mentioned in the introduction, 85, if my count is correct, albums. Um, can you talk, uh, you, you actually moved from Mississippi to Chicago, correct? You were pretty young at the time. Can you talk about what... Yeah, what, pretty young. What got you into, you know, who gave you the bug that said, you know, I want to do that? You know, that you know, because I'm guessing you weren't chasing um, money at the time. Oh, oh, well, I've been wanting to do that all my life since I was born. Okay, this is like we remember knee high to the duck, climb up in the shellers, <laughs> spend one, play one of those four, uh, seven, eight records, and wind the thing up and play it. Yeah. I've was, been, was there a particular yeah, artist that, that really you could look at and say, you know, this person, you know, Helen Wolf or whomever, that just said, you know, that's the guy that I really, you know, that was the guy when I heard him or saw him that, you know, really lit the fire in you? Oh, yeah, well, uh, Mother Ward was always had been my favorite. It's from growing up from a little kid, from, from my grandmother, you know, having, you know, stuff like that, yeah. And uh, he was my, one of my biggest experiment playing his music because his music blues and straightforward blues and uh, real blues, yeah, original stuff. And that's, that's inspired me a lot. 
see what I'm doing now. Yeah. But I always wanted to be a musician, like I say, from the day from the day I can remember. I was singing. From two, three years old, singing and trying to play a, a one of those things outside my grandmother's house. I did it both. Yeah. Was there um when in your time with Muddy Waters, you know, which had to be such an education, um, was it something? Was he a, a, an easy guy to learn from, or um, did you just try to, you know, pick up things by watching him play, or did, did you know? How yeah, was we were he watching too? him play. It's easy, yeah. It was easy, you know. Like I said, his music was easy to play. It was Twelve, just twelve bar blues, number three, you know, changes and mm-hmm. back and forth, same stuff all the time, over and over again. He didn't do nothing fast. It was fast or slow. It was still the same changes and everything. First, second, and third change. Back to the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah. as far as your soloing though, did you, do you guys ever talk about like you know how he approached it, or is it just something you listen, it gets you know kind of under your skin and and you know it kind of rubs off in your playing? Yeah, I just watch people, watch them how they play it and learn from there. You know, uh, there was a time I always I see a lot of I saw look at a lot of musicians play, but a guy and all of them play junior well, mm-hmm. but um. It's the same thing they would do to get applause. If the band didn't, if they didn't, the crowd didn't give them applause, what they did, that's did. And uh, it's the same thing they'll do to make the band give them applause. Okay, so you, you learn know? learn to read the room. I learned from, yeah, I learned that how to do that. Yeah, you spread your hands out and look at them with their face. Like what? What's up? That that look. Yeah, it's interesting. What's up? Yeah. It's really interesting to hear you say that, John, because a lot of musicians will not ever admit to, you know, a, a lot of, you know, especially guitars can be somewhat arrogant and will, you know, speak in terms of, you know, they were inspired by something, but, you know, it was never for a reaction from the crowd. But it, it and, but you're exactly right. I mean, if, if you're playing a solo and you, and you do something, you know, a little flash, something here, and that, yeah. you know, goners a reaction from the crowd, you know, put that yeah. in your tool belt and use it when you need it. That's uh. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I was singing and do all this. I'm dancing. I make them dance. Tell them, hey, come on, let's dance. I'm gonna play our dancing music. And, and my band and I, we moved on the stage to show them, hey, if you don't know how to dance, just check out the bass player, harmonica player, me, and, and do and, and keep the beat with the drum. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Play yeah. the beat. Don't succeed if you can't dance. <laughs> yeah, just listen to the bass drum. You should be all right. Um, yeah, Does it get, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Do you, you know, you've got to have a pretty endless stream of ideas for music and, and um, you know, songs you've heard over the years that you might want to, you know, put your stamp on. Um, do you spend a lot of time at this stage of your career writing new music? Yeah, yeah I've been doing that. Yeah, I do that a lot, you know. Um, I've been writing, now I've been writing, writing some new music, music for my new CD, Blues. I had a lot of stuff written down. Uh, I mean, all, a lot of songs, a lot of songs, you know, a whole big thing of it. And uh, I was playing at a club downtown there, Blue Chicago, and some a, a promotion started around it by the neighbor, by the club at the end of the night. And the, the bag I had my, that's right. I had it with me this time. The great bag. I had all of my songs. and why I had them in there. I had them all in there for some reason. And some some uh, 
dope here, crackhead or something, took my bag, yeah. And uh, finally I got it back, but uh, because they called me the same night at the club for a lift, but I didn't, I didn't hear the phone. And and so I finally got in touch with it, and this, this, this chick said, hey, my sister got your bag, man. And I told him, and I saw your picture on there. I said, oh, man, that's the man that blew Chicago. So you got to get that man his stuff back. He had, I had stuff, a lot of stuff in there, you know, a lot of some of the stuff like that, you know. And, you know, important all this stuff stayed in my bag, you know. So I got it back. But I had to offer the money to get it back, so 50 bucks. They, they helped, gave it back to me, but all my songs was gone. Wasn't in there. I had it for foot. Yeah, man, it was a good song. That song, he that song wrote for, for Chance the Rapper and all kinds of stuff, singing about the way things are in Chicago and the world, where people, neighborhoods. I had all that stuff, kind of songs I, I was going to put out, man. Yeah, try to let young people know, know how to live and get along. Don't don't be shooting each other. Neighborhoods be safe. I had all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. John, do you see... Do you see, you mentioned young people, do you see, um, you know, the blues has, has been in and out of fashion for m- many parts of your career, you know, there were times where it was quite popular and then, um, you know, an artist like Gary Clark might come along and, and ignite some, you know, maybe younger interest in, in, the, in the blues. Have you found that kind of... You know, young people, old people coming to the shows, or is, there, is the crowd getting a little bit older in your estimation? Um, um, a lot of quiet and quite positive conversation there. No, I mean, do you find that your audience is, you know, kind of growing up with you and maybe getting a little bit older, or are you finding some youth, you know, getting more interested in the blues? Yeah, um, well, you know, a lot of the majority of the, of the audience is kind of older people for blue, but it's a lot of young people too is uh, coming up with it. Yeah, my uh, I think it's more it's more than the young generation they, they like it, they like blues, but they're not playing it. A lot of them not playing it, like trying to learn it on guitars and stuff like that. But they some of them they come out to hear it, but they can't play a lick. You know, but they still come out to support the blues. The young generation, a lot of them, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big influence on them, yeah. It is kind of unfortunate. I, I know. I, I just saw Buddy Guy about a week ago, and you know, mm-hmm. same complaint. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, the radio stations aren't playing it. Uh, people aren't learning it. Um, you know, but I think people who, who are exposed to it, you know, a lot of people really enjoy it. It's just unfortunate that. You know, regular radio stations, and I don't know, Chicago might be uh, certainly an exception, you, you know, yeah. with its blues influence. But, it, you know, by and large across the country, there aren't a lot of blues radio stations. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, they can, they can go on television and, and, and go to the, the blues station that plays it all the time, all uh, blues on, on television, too. But uh, they got, they got, to a station in, in Chicago that uh, plays a lot of blues, you know, comes on at night, late at night, uh, you know, they comes on and play blues, you know. Uh, I, I can't mention the name, but I, uh, if I can, if I can. Yeah, Tom Marker, he, he plays a lot of blues. 
the guy from XRT, WXRT, and they got another station, the WSCB station they played, a lot of blues from the college, and Steve Cushion play all that old stuff, uh, like he used to play a long time with some blues for sunrise. He plays it. They have 24 hours stuff like that. They plays it, but late at night, ain't no young people. Be listening to it, you know. Yeah, it's maybe uh, uh, all sweet. Yeah, and I think the rest of us are, are jotting those stations down so we can go check them out online and see if we can listen in because you know you're hard pressed, you know, in middle America to hear the yeah. blues on the radio. So that's great for you. Yeah. Do you find? I mean, I notice this. You know, you look at you know not to bring back Buddy, but you know he spends a lot of time doing shows in Chicago. Is it? sometimes cost you know effective for you to go out and tour the country when you know there there's maybe a healthier appetite in chicago maybe it makes more sense to stay home and do shows closer to home sleep in your own bed as opposed to you know getting in a van and traveling around yeah um well, i have to I have to do that you know in my in my situation i have to go because uh i'm not i'm you know not big successful like like but a guy you know he he make the same amount of money he plays in the city <laughs> he do on the road. I'm sure he does. And you see, me, I don't, you know. I have to go get it when I can and and make what I can, you know. And, I, and be careful about my offer, how much I charge, you know, for a show. And I have to be very careful about that because uh, overcharge, you know, sometimes you, you <laughs> affect you. Well, it, we can't we can't use we can't have him because he he wants too much money. I can get the million get they say they can get somebody else. Uh, there's some other bands out there play for less than what I'm off asking for, and they sometimes they'll go for those people. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that it's it's certainly a financial. You know, I think a lot of people, yeah. you know, they assume that it's you know you you're because you're touring, yeah. you you know you're rich, yeah. and that's yeah. We don't know, we don't know because we don't know what each other band leader out here on the road got his own man. We don't know what what they make, you know. Right. We don't know what they make. They don't know what I make. So so we don't know. But we ain't nothing we can say <laughs> about it because we don't really know about it. Sure. But it um, works out. It works out for everyone. You have a, a fabulous album, The Soul of a Blues Man, out um, now. Can you talk a little bit about, I mean, that, you know, was a winner at the Blues Blast Award for Best Sola Blues Album. Um, a fantastic listen. Can you talk a little bit about those songs? You know, were those songs you've written more recently, or how do you, um, you know, when you were putting it together, where did you pull the material from? Um, this is this is this is my thing. Uh I grew up on all everything on my on on this solo blues man C D. I grew up with that music, you know, all those guys, you know, it's not my stuff, but I grew up with Slip Away, Clowns Car, uh uh Get Me Through the Day, uh which Bobby Bland song, uh Meet Me in the Morning is uh Bob Dylan's song. Uh I got a lot of other stuff on there. Nothing take the place of you. That guy singer, I uh, can't call his name right now. Uh, Stagger Lee, all that stuff. When I, you know, running, listening in Chicago, they please don't go with my song original. Uh, Get your money where you spend your time. It's a Bobby Bland classical tune. All of, all these tunes was hit. Rainy night in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brooke Ben's song is, is uh, 
all those songs uh, was a hit record back then. Uh, Meet in the Park is my song. Uh, Members Only, Bobby Bland's song, Still Call the Blues, one of Johnny Taylor's song. And all those songs was a hit. And the reason why I record them because a lot of the young generation have never heard of these songs. And uh, so I record them to keep their memories alive. And uh, and I just did, didn't really think it would go and do anything, but uh, I just tried it to see what it would do, you know, because nobody's not doing things like that, you know, too much. But soul music, they do a lot of tribune things for blues, you know, but the soul stuff, they don't really do too many tribune. Do you think it's it's unfortunate, you know, when you the way music is is marketed, that an album like that has to be, you know, when you go into you know a record store or whether it's on iTunes, that you're you've got to be in one bin. You're in the blues bin. You're in the soul bin. You're in the rock bin. Do you think that in, in an artist like yourself, where you've got you know roots in both of those genres, soul and blues, that it's unfortunate that you have to kind of choose where your where your marketing goes? Uh, no, not really. No, you don't. No, not really. No, you just go with the flow. Uh, I got in both of them, so either one, what it's called for me to do, and that's what I'll be able to do. You know. If they want to me to do just soul music, I can do it. Uh, blues, I can just do only blues, uh, whatever. All type of music. Now, the current tour, are, are you going to give a heavy dose to the, you know, in the set list to this album, or is it more of a you know career spanning? Or how do you even make a career spanning as many albums as you've played on? I mean, how do you put a set list together? Uh, that's, that's one thing. I don't have a set list. I don't use a set list because I ain't no telling what I might sing, you know, and everything I sing, my band know it, you know, they know, know the music, didn't play it before with me. So I, I just play it all, you know, I try to do a little bit from this CD, some from this CD, some Soul, some Mother Wars, Howlin' Wolf, Jimmy Reed, what I mix it all up. Like I said, it's, so the people can know, uh, what blues is about. What is what it's about, you know, all the different types, you know, but it's still the blues, you know, real blues. Yeah. I don't use, uh, um, I mean, I mean, I wasn't brought up with like using, uh, like the new generation, uh, uh, they were, they was influenced by, by when they play guitar and stuff. They was influenced by, uh, Jimmy Henry's and, uh, and Steve Ray Vaughan and Santana. With those, uh, with all those foot fellas and crowd babies, and Jimmy Henry started with the crowd babies. But they got now they got the whole big setup down on the floor. They all, everybody uses that thing. And I don't use it because uh, I wasn't brought up with it. Uh, to me, it's making it sound easier to play when they use all that stuff. And the, and the notes and things help long as you want it. Um, but I don't knock it because I love what they're doing. But I'm not going to use the foot pedal, but I love what all but got, all of them do to make the sound they get out of those things. They get great sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was in the only, only letting their blues cruise week before last. And, uh, and then my good buddy on there, Tab Benoit. That's my good friend. And he used all that stuff, man. But he don't, don't use, he don't have to use it. He just play blues. He can play blues or New Orleans, all kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so that's the way I, I try to keep mine real 
so so the young your people can hear the natural the real sound of what, what blues sound like, you know. Yeah. I try it, to keep it that, that clear. Yeah. It is almost staggering and it's it's maybe sad in a way, John, when you when you talk about you know, you don't have a set list and you're playing without a you know, a monstrosity of pedals. How rare that is! I mean, you, you'd probably be hard pressed to find a musician who doesn't go on stage with you know at least a scribbled down list of songs, and yeah. you know five or six pedals, you know Tube Screamer, you mentioned a wall, um, yeah. right there at their feet. Uh, that's you know, in and itself is yeah. just mind-boggling. Yeah, you know, and I can guarantee you that you won't hear the same song. Uh, on each show I do, you know, it'll it be different uh, uh, set every every night. If I got three sets, it's gonna be different songs. But on each one of them sets, not gonna be the same thing. But that's the request to do the same song. I, I, I hate doing the same song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> some yeah, people that's, just do the same set that they do the first. You know, yeah, it's people people don't know it, but a lot of people there they don't know. Uh, John, when stuff, you, but anyway. Yeah. When you're out on the road, what are you using as far as amplification? I'm assuming you use a hollow body or semi-hollow body guitars, um, but what are you using for an amp? I got a Fender. I use my Fender Twin 65. Okay. But you re- reissue. I got the original, but I use the uh, reissue. Yeah, you take it. Twin with the 212s, yeah. You don't want to take the original out on the road and have to bang that around. No, I, I, yeah, well, I got that from Junior Wells back in 1974. Yeah, say no more. 200 bucks. 200 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> that's, that's a retirement yeah. plan now. Yeah, um, it was a legend. Junior was, that was Junior yeah. Wells out yeah. John, when you look back, well, I mean, like I said, your your discography is just incredible. You know, I, I've been scrolling through, and it, it even floored me. You, you played on that infamous night with the Rolling Stones when Muddy, uh, and, you know, they shot the concert video, which totally escaped me. Um, until I yeah. saw that on your on your list, is there an album you look at that say you know that's the one that I want to be remembered for? Or is that just too hard at this point to try to? It's kind of, yeah, kind of a bit too hard, but because um, I did um, I did I, that one that one I remember that one's good. You know, I was surprised I didn't know what was going on back then. I called myself a greenhorn. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. You know. And when them, when they came in, and when the, when the Rolling Stone came in the checkerboard, and I didn't know who them guys were, uh, I didn't know who Rolling Stone from nobody. I, I wasn't too much in rock and roll. Didn't know sure, much of skinny, weird-looking kids at the first table. Yeah, yeah they walked in there. <laughs> like, Mojo Beaver's there. I'm like, that's Rolling Stone. Rick Clare, the guitar player. That's Rolling Stone. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, and uh. I remember the one when I did uh, we did the Rose War with uh with Muddy Waters at the, at the Navy Theater with all them guys came with Big Twist, Mighty Joe Young and uh Buddy Myers and James Cotton, all of them came up and Johnny Warner came up. I remember that one. That was good. <laughs> that was a good memory there, man. I never forget that one. Nope. Now, when you look back on on those days, you know, you know, you're throwing out just legend after legend's name. W- was there? A, did you guys feel like you were in competition with other acts, or was it a little more? Um, you know, we're all from Chicago. You know, trying to make it make it ends meet. Uh, you know, it's what's good for us is good for everyone, kind of thing. Or you know, was there was a rivalry between the bands, the acts? 
No, we're no, no company. No, we're not. Everybody was friends, you know. We want to jam with each other. <laughs> if we could, yeah, well, no, no problem, yeah. Well, no competition, you know. It was just the best band. It was the best band back in the day. We all knowledge the best band, like Junior Will and Buddy Guy. This band back in the days, man, before I got with Magic Slim, they were the best band in Chicago. AC Reed, they were, they were the top band. Then James Cotton, them and James Cotton band, I think Junior Webb and Buddy Guy band was more popular. Uh, everybody was more focused on them than it was Cotton, because Cotton would never, he's always on the road. But he had him and Junior, they, had, they was competing with their band. I could, I could say it that way. That is one or two of the best bands. And then, then after Magic Slim came along, then, hey, we knocked them out of the box. <laughs> we knocked them out of the box. We were the best band, yeah. Because yeah, Julian Butter had broken up anyway. They weren't together anymore. Yeah, they so we kind were, of parted yeah. ways. But, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to look back at, you know, such a fertile time. It's, it's, it's wonderful to, you know, artists such as yourself continue. It's great to see, you know, new guys. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. Gary Clark Jr. And, and yeah. you know, a lot of younger musicians making this music. And hopefully we'll yeah. get a, a new generation that, you know, puts their iPhones down and picks up a guitar. And, uh, yeah, you know, I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. But you know, all them guys, all them guys can play, they can play real blues, you know, but they focus on this other type of stuff, music they're playing, you know, kind of, you know, uh, I don't know what you call it, but, uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's good music, but the way they're playing, everybody's is trying to, uh, stay in the same category with each other, the way they play these days, you know. That's what it is. But they snake it play blues if they want to. But some I guess it's I guess they find they get a little bored and playing blues, but you know, some of them do they have to play other stuff to keep it up. Me I, well I do get a little bit bored myself, but I ain't hey, I, but I not you know, it's just that I need to play something different for the folks to people to dance, you know, get them to dance and I get them dancing and I go back to the real yeah. yeah, and I think that's a, a, a great point you bring up about dancing. You know, you listen to, you know, I think a lot of people, any more than people kind of will make remarks about country music, you know, being about somebody's lost their dog. I think a lot of people, you know, hear the word blues and they think slow, depressing music. But, you yeah. know, you listen to, you know, some 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 songs from Howlin' Wolf, but they're not depressing at all. You know, I mean, there's, you know, the stuff that, that uh, really does make you want to move. You know, it's just uh, yeah. all falls under we, that umbrella. We, we, we was over in Europe a few years ago with Chicago Living History Blues, and we were playing all blues stuff. And we was going to do this concert, and we saw a lot of kids out there sitting out there in the little park out there. And we said, hey, you guys going to come in and hear the blues? And he looked at us and said, "No, no, man, we don't. We don't want to hear no old hip music." <laughs> yeah, you know, blues. <laughs> if only they knew. Yeah, if only they knew. Well, John, I don't know what to get there. Yeah, John, I don't want to keep you. I want to thank you so much for your time today. Again, you're going to be coming into Pittsburgh. Hopefully, it's a little bit warmer uh, next week yeah. for you. Uh, you'll be yeah, at the Thunderbird. Yeah, so we will see you uh, next Wednesday night at the Thunderbird. Uh, tickets are available, I'm assuming, at the door. You can get them online now. I know that. So uh, hopefully yeah. you have a nice yeah. packed place for you. Yeah, uh, tell people about my new CD. Uh, yeah, 
soul Absolutely. of a blues man. Uh, people can can uh, download on it from uh, from the iTunes. Soul of a blues man. Yeah, and you'll have. Yeah. Uh, do you have some physical copies at the show? People want to pick up. Uh yeah, well, I'm a, I have CDs for sale. I have my uh, solo blues man. Uh, is which was on my is uh, my new one. Uh, and then I have a uh, blues on solid ground. It's my CDs. It's, it's the acoustic one and uh and all original is the one with my full band. It's all the CDs, but I have a lot of stuff knocking around these blues. Uh, ain't nothing you can do. CD. I got all those all over. I have it with me for sale. They can buy with an autograph. I tell them all that CD. <laughs> Whatever you need to tell the IRS. That sounds good, John. All right, we will see you next week, man. All the best. Safe. Have a safe trip, man. Your screen autograph with your face <laughs> All right. That's right. Okay, now. All right, John. Okay. Reunited. The Black Crows present Shake Your Moneymaker. Played in its entirety. Plus all the hits. Saturday, August 1st at Key Bank Pavilion. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of Shake Your Moneymaker. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster.com. The Black Crows present Shake Your Moneymaker. Already again, a big thank you to John Primer. You can find out more information about John at JohnPrimerBlues.com. Again, like I said, 85 albums to his credit. Um, not even going to begin to try to cover all those, uh, but uh, man has had a storied career. Uh, and, and like I said, you, you work with Muddy Waters, so you can stop there. Uh, when it comes to uh, achievements uh, you can find uh, him at the Thunderbird Cafe doing a show on the 20th uh, we'll have a link on our website which is ironcityrocks.com we're on Facebook, Instagram YouTube, Twitter are all forward slash ironcityrocks no spaces uh, we're also on Snapchat you can look us up, follow us ironcityrocks uh, spaces in between those uh, you can email us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com let us know what you like do you like the blue stuff do you want more metal, more rock, more mainstream, alt-rock? Let us know. Love to hear from you guys. And uh, until next time, we want to thank you so much for listening.